Because things can be different. The podcast that looks at all things design and business related. I'm here again with Mr. Oliver Underwood, Hello. our head of design in Liquid Group. Mm-hmm. And I believe today on the agenda is the interior design side of coffee shops. Not the nuts and bolts of it. No, like that, we did that, last time. Yeah, that, yeah. So the uh, episode three, I guess, in this series, we were talking about, uh, I guess, the bricks and mortar side of things. So the pitfalls. The pitfalls. If you didn't watch the, that, it's a it's a useful one. We yeah. we we mentioned that that's the one that's going to save you money, and this yeah, one's going to cost, cost you money. Yeah. <laughs> so that one was talking about um, location, property, and budgets, uh, or the right budget for your you and this one's talking about uh interior design trends what you should spend your budget yeah why why actually uh, paying attention to your interior is important and also we're going to start off with a little bit of context on where the uh, coffee yes, industry well, I was, was. To say, yeah so should we should we start where the coffee industry's come from over the last let's go 10 years because that's how long we've been in it or for, we've been slightly longer which makes me feel very old but <laughs> so let's go from where it, where, where it started and then where it's moved on to yeah and then let's take a breath so that'll be us just before covid mm-hmm. take a breath at that point and then let's explain what we think covid's gonna affect and why we feel that these ongoing trends are going to be important to people's businesses so i think that'd be the most useful for you guys mm-hmm. um it's difficult we spend our lives looking at this so we've tried to divide these things up where it's kind of there's some key takeaways so um yeah 10 years ago coffee industry uh, yeah, so we're talking third wave uh, coffee, which is basically lots of independence. We're starting up, um, rivaling the Starbucks of the world, but all of these independent coffee shops were serving excellent coffee, um, but we're all looking rather much the same, sort of industrial style is the operative yeah, word. the industrial style. Uh, yeah, uh, not there's anything wrong with that, but they were all looking the same. Um, now... That's very difficult in a highly competitive market. At the mo- uh, you know, before COVID, you had um, rising rents, uh, rising staff costs, and you were competing with other independents, uh, maybe just down the road from you. I think the key, the key bit that gets missed by um, some people that ring us and ask us for some advice or, or want to instruct us as designers um, is within the coffee industry, the education and the knowledge of the customer mm. kind of went through the roof in a quite a short um, time span. And, and a lot of that is to do with people like um, Allegra with the coffee festivals, mm. where people could go there and they could meet and talk to people that really do know coffee and work, have worked in it for many years. Um, and they were becoming very interested in the nuances of it. So what machine should they have at home? What machine does their favorite coffee shop have? Whether the barista is any good, whether you can have pour over or what beans you should yeah. be using for all these different and things. Really driving up the quality of the coffee and the extraction methods. Yeah, it, it's gone towards where I think it was the 80s had quite a resurgence in um, you know the, the detail part of wine. So it wasn't just a bottle mm. of wine anymore. It was you know what vineyard it came from. And that has really happened with the coffee industry. Now, how does that affect the interior? Well, the interiors had to start to match that level of detail. Yeah. And, and that took a real time, long time for it to actually get it going. It did. I think a lot of people try to eke out their business, to even their brand and stuff, for longer than the industry was actually allowing them to. I think it's yeah. fair to say. And the industry uh, is becoming or was becoming, no, is becoming more mature. The interior was lagging behind. 
arguably brand was as well to a certain extent. Yeah, and that that did start to pick up. So we're, we're moving forward to just before COVID, so 2018-19. Um, that had really started to pick up. People yeah. were creating some really, really nice interiors. Um, including our studio people like were looking out. up <laughs> we were we were doing a lot more what i mean by that is not just us but our clients wanted us to do more impressive stuff yeah um and they obviously the return on investment was was there as well because the industry was picked up it was becoming more popular you could sell more coffee that's right um, you could, the whole business of coffee was being looked at uh, in a more of a mature way i think yeah the coffee and um uh, trend had started where people would be serving rather than just a snack or a piece of cake it might have actually a high quality kitchen there or yeah. at least even if they didn't have serving a kitchen cocktails there. in the evening for yeah example. yeah so having yeah coffee and alcohol um and there's some there's some great examples of that um mm. out there and companies that have really built a very strong business off the back of the coffee and and the interiors had to follow suit so yeah, can yeah. you sit in um can you a, sit on an apple crate while drinking a cocktail yeah mm. or in the evening when you've got a live band play yeah i mean it's really diversified um over the over the last 10 years and now we're really seeing the interiors or we were seeing the interiors having to pick up and um follow meet, meet that yeah meet, yeah, that, meet the, that level meet, of standard really. yeah and the needs as well mm. so and then COVID where are we happens. now <laughs> so uh, not to mention the word too much but uh yeah so so um so really it's, it's now more important than ever to really focus in on the interior. And the reason is, is we've all kind of been shut up. Uh, obviously, it's just changes throughout the world, but um, we've all kind of been shut indoors. I don't think there's many countries that haven't done some form of lockdown. So yeah. regardless of where you're listening to this or, or watching this. Yeah. Someone we've all been affected by, it. um, and it's normally has stopped us from going to our favorite coffee shop. And however long this lasts, at some point it is going to come to an end, and we're going to want to seek out these affordable luxuries. And uh, coffee uh, coffee shops really do supply that, and they they did do in the last uh, in the last sort of recession. Didn't they? I mean, I would argue that's where the coffee industry really got its boom is because it was the affordable luxury. You would go to the town or your local um, shopping centre kind of area, mm. um, and this was around the world as well. And, and maybe not buy the stuff that you looked at, but you would go and have a coffee for lunch. Yeah. Um, you know, sit there with a sandwich, and then go and carry on doing your window shopping. And so if, although if you, retail took a huge hit, coffee yeah. industry actually started to boom. And if you think about it. It's kind of creating almost a perfect storm for that. We all kind of really, really want these these affordable luxuries now. Uh, and there will be the time where we can actually go out and have them. Yeah. And it is a really good idea to get yourself prepared for that, I think, is basically what we're saying. Yeah, as a business, not a person that just no. wants to go out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so what, what can we do to help, um, I suppose, grab hold of the reins of the following boom or potential boom that we could get out of the back end of um, this horrible circumstances we're in. Um, it's creating stuff that allows, so we feel like the interior should work for the business and it's about return on investment. So if you're gonna put money into your interior and for a refresh or you're, you're wanting to start your first coffee shop, um, then it's about making it work for you. Now, what are we talking about there? It's there's some very successful companies that have created very photogenic interiors mm. that have then almost created a following on Instagram and other social media platforms because of their interior. Um, yeah, increasing their revenue. Increasing their revenue. So they're getting free marketing off the back of their interior. Now, where can we drill this down? So we're talking, um, some people have done really successful kind of selfie walls. Mm. They've got um, lighting, uh, 
uh, neon lighting, for example. Tabletops will be... Uh... The tabletops, high quality materials. We're going to go into that type of thing in a bit, but it's like, so if you've got a really nice looking table rather than some sort of horribly finished plastic, you know, mm, formicary yeah. thing that's very practical because you can throw bleach at it every day, um, but actually is hideous. Well, they don't look very good in photos where if you've got, you know, like a hardwood top, or marble or stone or something like that. And then someone does a top-down shot of your latte yeah. art that your barista's done a great yeah. job of. Um, and then they tag the business in it and et cetera, et cetera. They, yeah. It goes and then you can get a real farming. And those natural materials, again, we'll touch on later, but they can be protected with waterborne lacquer. So they are just as hard wearing for throwing bleach on with COVID and all that sort of stuff. There and thereabouts, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's not just keep on putting plastic on everything and expecting it to be okay. We, we, can, do, we can do better. And the rewards in that are people sharing photography um, and other such things. So mm. there's, a, there's a few things that people have done, like living walls have been very popular. We really like them yeah. um it can become a bit of a cliche i think maybe in the, in the office environment it can be seen as a bit of a cliche not so much in coffee shops but um there's other things like wall cl uh, cladding so covering so rather mm. than just your standard paint job you can have some timber work up on the walls yeah it gives yeah. a nice spot for someone to take a photo we're really just looking for photogenic opportunities it's, it works twofold so you sort of go for the try and build up a social media you get getting your customer base basically to build a social media presence for you you can also build your own social media presence as well using your interior as uh, almost like the stage your set yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah um and even if you're not, even if that doesn't interest you particularly, what you are getting if you do go down that route is you're going to get a much nicer interior anyway, which yes. people are actually going to want to spend time in. And that is very important. Yeah, so it's kind of the win-win situation. Yeah. It's more photographic because it's a nicer interior. Um, people are taking photos and you're getting that like sideline coverage. And then you're also getting a place that people want to dwell in longer um, and hopefully spend more money. Yeah. Um, if you're selling luxury coffee, then maybe your interior should meet that standard. Tie, tie in with it, yeah. So I think that's um, a key bit that can be missed mm. and not seen, you know, return on investment on this type of thing can be kind of hard to figure out because for monetary terms, et cetera, et cetera, you're not quite sure where yeah. these things add up. Well, we've seen this work for our clients where, you know, it becomes a destination, becomes we have a client where people will travel around to the different cities that are located in their country just to see their mm. new uh, store and get photos within it and you know say that they've visited it um, and yeah. if that's not return on investment we don't know what it is yeah so that's a very strong interior trend to sort of pay attention to um, what would you say another one is it's quite that's uh... I mean I think looking at the whole thing coming from where we are now in this situation is the escapism um, yeah. side of it so creating a space that is cocoon like i.e. not physically um a haven but, yeah, yeah haven yeah so if you as you step through the door um you should be aiming for it to feel like you've stepped into a entire experience your stresses of life maybe don't seem quite so stressful anymore yeah and it all sounds very um airy fairy and we do understand that and we get accused of that as designers on a constant <laughs> basis um by friends and family um but it is important and it's something that you will notice and hopefully just listening to this, if you go away and just next time you go into when, when, when you're allowed, <laughs> depending where you're located, but when you go into somewhere, you're going to start noticing, you know, when someone's really got it right and they've concentrated on it and they've got some soft furnishings, the acoustics are good and mm, all of those things, good. the lighting. I mean, let's go into some of that actually, because it is useful. So what are the key things in the interior that we look at when we're designing something for someone? Well, we've kind of already touched on it, but 
greenery really like greenery really like greenery um and then because it um, plays off the whole well-being uh side of things yeah. which is very obviously um you know acutely important at the moment yeah um and then lighting and lighting yeah um so uh, natural lighting again helping with the uh, instagram side of things uh and then uh, with uh, artificial lighting as well getting a warm sort of feel to it i think you can have i think you'd agree you can have a relatively I guess understated interior, but if you get the lighting right, it elevates everything. Yeah, hundred percent. So we're talking not only decorative, but your more architectural lighting. So if you've got some spots, then you, you want you, strip lights, for example, <laughs> where you've just got a dead flat, bright light across the whole interior. Centre lights. Yeah. Cent yeah, it's like your centre light in your living room. I apologise to anyone that has their centre light on in their living room, but. It doesn't create a nice, warm, and inviting space yeah. um, as as lamps would. So, so you want to throw off shadows, and you want to throw you off. You want scallops, of, yeah. scallops on the walls. The scallops are the, are the kind of um, light shape that you get on the wall. Creating those can can turn a, a relatively boring blank wall into something that can look very pretty. You can use it to highlight sort of points of interest as well. So if you do have a more of an Instagramable wall feature, for example, again you can design the lighting to sort of highlight that. And, yeah, uh, levels add of some kind of focus. Levels of lighting, not just from brightness, but actual levels. So if you're bringing low pendants down in some areas, you want variety in an interior because yeah. you don't know what mood the person that is walking in is going to be in. So some people might want to come in and work. Um, so then that comes into stuff like high seating um, benches mm. other things so they can jump on their laptop with powerpoints there and work on it and that doesn't mean that you can't have a quiet spot with some soft seating and then you bring pendant lights down um, and it brings the level of the room down um, from a psychological point of view because you yeah. have lower and you're sitting down it feels a little bit cozier so if you're sitting there and having a nice quiet meeting or just a chat with a friend um, you don't feel exposed yeah. Um, and you don't feel like you should pull your laptop out and start working. That can be missed by a lot of people, actually, in coffee uh, coffee shops. Yeah, it is overlooked, but it is one of the most powerful things you can do to improve. And you improve. can squeeze different locations in, well, I say different locations, different um, areas and looks and feel within, within one shop. And it, it doesn't have to be a vast... Um, unit to do that either so you can go from front and back to unit in a small one and you can change mm. the level of the seating the level of the lighting mm. etc so that's a little that's, key that's trick cool. that we use yeah and then another one would be um well i don't know whether you want to touch on materials that's uh, sustainability that side of things I mean, they're both. Yeah, they're very interlinked. But let's yeah. let's make it simple from a from a um, choice point of view. Is materials we're looking at more natural materials, which is normally naturally more sustainable. Yeah. Um. So if you've got a bunch of lime green plastic chairs at the moment in your existing coffee shop, um, unfortunately they need to go to the recycling bin because I can't see that fashion coming back very quickly. Not the lime green necessary, but plastic. It's it's just we need to really move away from that. And I think as a society around the world, we're all starting to realise it. Um, and people will judge, I think. So it's nice to have some natural materials um, and some better quality yeah, richness stuff. in material, I think we've, we've used a lot in the studio, isn't it? So uh, having the right textures, using leathers, using uh, sustainably sourced timber, uh, whether it's a veneer, um, not, you know, uh, plastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's nothing wrong with a veneer. You know, you don't have to have solid furniture um, made out of, you know, American black walnut or something mm. like that. Obviously, if it's sustainably sourced, which is hard to come by. Um, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with a veneer. Uh, it's just, does it have to be um, a plastic veneer that has a wood print on it? Like, it's basically yeah. like having laminate floor on your tabletop. Fortunately, but the industry was moving... Away, yeah, away from that sort of fakeness because it doesn't reflect. It doesn't reflect... Um, 
quality. Coffee. Yeah, no, it doesn't at all. No, so if you're trying to serve quality coffee, everything needs to follow suit. So quality timber, um, stuff like the flooring, for example, if you're going to put tiles down, what sort of tiles are you putting down? They need to be good quality. You don't want to, um, it's not just about the cost of it. It's just about the selection as well. Like mm. think about it. Um, detail focus is what we do as a design agency. Um, and we would advise anyone that's trying to do it by themselves to just pay attention to that. Don't try and cut too many corners because it, it's kind of, I think I mentioned this in another episode, it's um, being penny wise and pound yeah. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a better saying than that, but um, so yeah, invest now to reap the rewards later. I think that's what yeah. we're saying. It's it, to get the return on investment. You want also better quality, quality materials last. last. Well, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, this is it. Um, um, I mean, in terms of, uh, well, sustainability, we did touch on it. So yeah, it's, again, it is choosing sustainable uh, materials where you can. Again, every, it should be important to any brand, really, any business, sustainability should be. I think that customers are starting to demand it. So even yeah. if you honestly, in Hopefully your heart, heart don't <laughs> care. Yeah, I just don't think it can be anymore. Um, we started this agency, or I started this agency 12, 12 years ago, and it was purely to try and promote sustainable manufacturing mm. um, and interior design. Um, and it was a bit of an outlier um, now it's really, it almost blends in with other yeah. companies that have been around even longer, but they've had to adapt their, um, their ways of doing things to tie in with what customers want. Um, so I don't think we can ignore it. You personally don't have to care about it as much. You should do, but you know, we can't tell you how to think, but your customers will. Yeah. Um, and it's a certain set of people that will come to a coffee shop like this. And it's a certain educated, certain demographic of people, um, a lot of which would have been um, educated, university educated, etc. So just by default, being in this industry, you are going to be dealing with that type of customer that is going to yeah. be a bit more educated and have an opinion on it, at least. Um, so we would advise you to take clever decisions when it comes to um, decisions on your interior you, you know the sorts of furniture the sorts of materials plastic chairs are out yeah well, plastic yeah. tables are out yeah um the colorways as well is worth sort of touching on as well it's a difficult i think it's a difficult one if yeah. i'm honest because one it depends on the sort of climate you're in yeah so do you and your want... brand and your you know yeah so it is subjective but there's things where a trend you know, you've got like darker tones and richer tones to tie in with the richer materials. Then you've got lighter tones to tie in with the lighter materials. And then you've got with the Scandinavian. Sort of the of yeah, the... then you've got the combination too. So it is a really difficult one to kind of pick out. Hmm. Um, but be led by the brand um, and don't go nuts with the branded colours. Now, we own a branding agency. Um, so we branding can be more than having your logo on the wall. I think that's something that we try and get across to subtle nods to a brand that, that needs to this be done throughout an interior. And it isn't just the case, yeah, like plastering the logo everywhere and they're having the same colours everywhere. Yeah, it's... and I would point out even large companies like McDonald's have, have actually done this, where you can walk into some of their schemes now and... Um, you know, it's not covered with McDonald's logos. In fact, mm. I don't know whether there is a McDonald's logo in some mm. of their schemes. Um, it's And it's got, you know, like timber. Yeah. And I must admit they are using plastics and stuff, which I don't agree with. But Quite the overall look, to do with food, definitely. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> those, those things, you don't want to be seen um, as if you're trying too hard. So don't, don't think that it has to be um, obvious. Mm. Allow your clients to discover um discover the story and yeah. discover the brand and feel comfortable within it almost treat it as a branded asset um in its own right so you wouldn't 
embellish or at least you shouldn't embellish your logo with twiddles and flowers and stuff like that um, so then don't think you have to do that with the interior the interior in its own right can have that look and then if you are roll, uh, rolling it out or you already have more than one location you can do that across the board and they don't have to look the same either we've done that for a client yeah yeah where each location each flagship store is different because it's more about their overall brand and it's about creating an experience it's not about them were, looking the same subtle dna that run throughout which is um yeah, yeah like furniture, furniture choices choice, and lighting yeah. choices and stuff Material like that choices. yeah so it, it's it's fluid um but again it, it's just you need to have consideration to all the different aspects uh, aspects sorry um and i don't think there's any shortcuts to doing it well um and it you do get rewarded. We've got customers that have been very heavily rewarded because they've invested the time and the money up front yeah. to create really nice experiences for their clients. And they, you know, years down the line, they're still reaping those rewards from um, a turnover point of view. Yeah. Um, customers coming back and recommending it and, and being able to open um, second, third, fourth, fifth locations. So I think uh, the last sort of trend we might want to just touch on really uh, is uh, mid-century. Yes, so that's a trend that we don't see going anywhere particularly quickly. Um, I mean, famous last words would be the first thing to disappear. But no, we see it as it's quite timeless in its own right. It was timeless when it was around um, yeah. the first time. And it's a good base. Um, you can mix it with other styles as well. So we're not saying, you, you know, like you, I think you said before, if it starts to look like a museum, then you've probably done it wrong. Yeah, I mean, that is a look in its own right. And we're not suggesting that's one to go for, but using it, they were still high quality pieces of furniture, for example, using rich materials, rich uh, upholstery, uh, different textured upholstery, um, different textured finishes, the wallpapers, for example. Um, so modern takes on that yeah. will, will work really well. Um, we're using it in our own in our own studios, like a nice base point to move from. And then go, you can tune it in either direction, like maximalism, minimalism. Yeah. You can take a mid-century line and use that as your baseline to take it off in either one of those directions. So it's very flexible. We don't really see it going very well, very, uh, very going away very quickly. <laughs> it's a mouthful. Um, no, I think it'll be here to yeah to stay for quite a while. We're always trying to make sure an interior can last. Um, yeah, because as it's long an as investment. possible, it's an investment. Yeah, um, so we understand that, and in the end, everything we do is for business, and it's to create more business. Um, so it's not just a case of creating something that looks pretty. We have been known to tell a customer that our client that um, industrial is not really what they want. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Even if that is really, really what they want, we would advise against it because it's aged. You know, by the time you've finished it, you've already, you're already out of date. And we we would advise. Um, to be fair, give it two years. It might be coming back again. Uh, <laughs> everything comes back around, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure my mum once told me that if you're old enough to remember it around the first time, then you're too old to do it the second. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yes, yeah, so I think we've covered a lot of things. I think um, some easy ones to like put it down to bullet points is natural materials. Um, and then greenery greenery sustainability sustainability and um thinking about the photo um photographic side of it so yeah. are there areas that people can take some photos is For there a focal point yeah. yeah to try and get that free interaction online yeah and uh, i guess the one final thing that would just we probably want to add on the end which is um authenticity like don't do something that isn't right for you as a business you as a brand yeah uh, you need to make sure yeah your interior is uh, is aligned with who you are in yeah yeah definitely so hopefully that has given you a bit of an insight into uh, 
our thought process while we're designing the interior. Um, so thanks very much for joining us um, and uh, we'll see you very soon. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.